Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey. No chill, pray now. Good morning, Andy. Hello, hello, hello. The fuck was that? I don't know. <laughs> Trying to mix things up a little. I did. I, I'll, I'll jump right into this. I did speak with the one and only Michael Majid last night. Oh, how's Majid doing? And I'm going to put it out there now for him to put a little pressure. He recently was at Staples Center and had some nachos. I should say, what's it called now? Crypto.com Arena. Crypto.com Arena. The crypt. And apparently he got very sick from them. But oh, he, wow. But he wants to do a review. I said, you got to do a review. This is your thing. A review of all the stadiums and all the arenas nachos and I, then i want to see a review of how many actually make you sick because i'd assume nachos from yeah, sports sick events is such a loose term too like i just assume i'm getting diarrhea if i eat stadium nachos yeah right i i just assume like now i'm now i'm to the point in my life even my own homemade nachos we got some serious constipation issues the next day like Getting old sucks, man. So I told him we we are gonna want that. We are gonna want we're gonna need we're gonna need to see that. Thank you. Yeah, we're gonna need to see that. And in fact, anytime you get nachos ever again the rest of your life, we're gonna need to see that. We're gonna need to hear about that. So anyway, we got we got a lot going on in the sports world. We got final week of NFL season. And by sports world, I mean mostly NFL. Antonio Brown saga never ends. I just told you, guys. I don't know what I don't know what else you want to hear about. You know, he's saying his side of the story. The Bucks are coming back now. He's going after his former trainer, Alex Guerrero, Brady's infamous trainer. I, I just guys, which and that's the thing. It's like I don't really care to stay up with with a story that has like. It's over. He's done. He's out. He's a he's a pain in the ass. He's been a pain in the ass. He is, you know, it the 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 being with Brady and Brady's trainer and Bruce Arians that that there's four dipshits in that conversation. Whoa, 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 whoa. Call him Brady a dipshit. Yeah, I am. The guy who's been caught cheating multiple times and, you know. How dare you? What? Call the goat a dipshit. Listen, the goat legacy can be whatever it is. Like Ray Lewis might be the goat middle linebacker of all time. Doesn't mean he didn't wasn't involved in a double murder. Tom Brady tried to take the NFL to the Supreme Court to fight his I cheated blatantly case. Sending text messages, getting guys fired, guys losing their job because they weren't willing to cover for Tom Brady's cheating, this whole thing. And now he's in a he's in an argument with Tom Brady's trainer 
that is supposedly the reason Tom Brady left New England because Bill Belichick didn't want to work with this psycho trainer anymore. I said it before. I will say it again. Um, I think that that trainer is providing Tom Brady with the blood of young children or maybe just the fresh bodies of young children for him to eat. Like there he's taking something from this weirdo trainer that he's so attached to that's maybe not illegal yet, but will be illegal soon. This is a clusterfuck of people who have kind of proven themselves as disasters. Yeah, but, and- I, but, but Brady's not, I, I fully disagree. Brady's not a disaster. There was the deflate gates. Like he's got a clean career for the most part. Like everybody, by, by, what do you mean by clean career? Like, like you, you're using the word disaster. I mean, Tom Brady, but like clean, I mean, he's, you know, what else? To, like, what, what are the you've big ever been suspended for cheating? Uh, I'm, I'm saying like, like, even, but even that, you know, but now we're talking about the Instagram messages. No, uh, I'm saying Andy, I don't want to talk about what, what is Aaron Rodgers trainer's name? I don't know. What's Russell Wilson's trainer's name? I don't know, but they also we know they, we all know Tom Brady's trainer's name. Well, the, because that's part of his, you know, that's the angle he's gone with his brand as far as from a business perspective. You know, the TB method. That's that's his thing. All that's I'm his, saying, everybody involved in this now, from the trainer to Brady to Arians to Antonio Brown, has a suspect history. Now, Antonio Brown's crazy. And we talked about last episode, Tom Brady's basically responsible for him being on the team. And I said last episode, it was worth it. Like, like I, I justify through his production that dude, he, dude, he is, he, he's, he's ser- he has some serious issues. And I think he definitely needs some serious help, but again, my argument is like, dude, if you give me if, for, for that low salary, I think it was worth it, but he's gone. Let's move on. They obviously have the playoffs coming up. I don't really care what he's saying now. I don't care what Bruce Arians is saying back or Jason light, AKA Jameis one of one. I don't really care. Yeah. We forgot the fifth disaster. Jameis one of one is involved in yet another scandal. I do want to mention real quick because it just crossed my mind. It before. is going to be weird when the book "Why Antonio Brown Is Not a First Ballot Hall of Famer" comes out. That's going to be weird. I think he. Well, I think he. It's funny you say that. He's a Hall of Famer for sure. Yeah. Although you know we're now in the per, the point of Hall of Fame votings where people's personal lives stupidly matter, and. You know, reporters are saying they're not going to vote for Aaron Rodgers for MVP because he's a jerk or whatever. It's unbelievable. I called it, man. I, I tweeted that out like a month ago. I I knew this was going to happen. Aaron Rodgers knew this was going to happen. There's no one who's more sensitive, pathetically sensitive. I don't mind if someone's sensitive. I'm very sensitive. Be sensitive at the right things. Don't be sensitive over a belief thing that you disagree with somebody. Fine. That's cool. We are, we are all entitled to our own opinions, but to not vote for somebody. And also, and I, I just did a Mets podcast yesterday. And I said this because we were talking about baseball hall of fame voters. Um, it's called till Mets do us part, by the way, and it's out today. If anybody wants to listen to my Mets takes, but we were talking about hall of fame voters and what, what's so frustrating as a fan 
when you're like trying to um like watch what what people are doing what it's like terrell owens didn't get in because he was mean to report like he wasn't he didn't like treat the nerd reporters nice yeah but yet on monday night we didn't hear one single thing about twice accused rapist amen amen dude dude and 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 and, you know i'm glad you brought that up because i was thinking that because the hypocrisy is so blatantly wild and on top of that they're just acting like it didn't like like i i just ben's in that cloth and we've talked about this he's you know he's jesus guy now I mean, if you've learned anything, Ray Lewis, it's out of the Ray Lewis playbook. These guys all do it. The minute, the minute you claim you found Jesus or whatever, it's like you're abstained and all those things are washed clean from the past. Not as, but, but let me ask you this. So let me counter that. Cause I, I was thinking the same thing. What would you have liked? Cause obviously you and I are both watching the Manning cast. I don't expect that to come from them because they're players and they're contemporaries. Yeah. But what would you have liked from the main ESPN cast? What would you have liked from Levy, Greasy, and Riddick? I mean, I don't even necessarily think I expect anything at this point, but it, it's just like, you know, what do you, I, I'm not saying necessarily that every time that this guy steps on the field, it's got to be mentioned now, but how many like there was a 24 hour ESPN Kobe celebration after he died. Sure. We're not going to mix that in. We're not going to tell the whole story. And the minute ben, you do, ben, you're an asshole. Ben Roethlisberger. We're not going to talk about it in the, when the conversation about whether or not he is a hall of famer comes up. And, and by the way, I'm not saying he shouldn't be a hall of famer because of it, but I'm saying fuck you. If you're going to talk about and I, I have been critical of Aaron Rodgers and the vaccine nonsense, his stupidity. Uh, but if we're going to talk about that every time, if you're going to be out there talking about how how Terrell Owens wasn't mean to you, so you, was mean to you, so you didn't vote for him, how you're not going to vote for Aaron Rodgers because he's a jerk. When you do that, you're essentially saying, if you're a reporter that didn't vote for Terrell Owens, for example, you're essentially saying in my eyes, it is a worse crime not to be nice to NFL beat reporters than it is to rape someone. Yeah. That's essentially what you're saying. It is a worse crime that Aaron Rodgers reads Ann Rand and listens to Joe Rogan than somebody being a rapist. Well, in, in, I started to say this earlier. I, I you know, I, when I was talking about sensitivity, I, I'm learning or I've learned sp- there's, there's nobody more sensitive than sports reporters. And because they're nerds who got into sports reporting because they couldn't get into sports. Yeah. And we've harped on the, the baseball writers at length concerning the hall of fame and the snubs of people like Barry Bonds or other people. They don't agree with their politics. It's like, dude, if you can't put that shit aside, you, you like I know we live in this age and it's a problem because people can't put politics aside to watch a musician or a comedian or a movie, which it, to me, in my opinion, is just as sad. 
But if you can't put that aside, I want to just read his quote. I mean, his quotes are hilarious. This this uh, this reporter. This is just cloud chasing, too. This is when this is no better or worse than the guy who, you know, didn't vote for Jacob deGrom for Cy Young. It's just like, I'm going to be the one guy who says something. I want attention. So he said, I just don't think you can be the biggest jerk in the league and punish your team and or your organization and your fan base the way he did and be the most valuable player. Let me add some other things he said. I just think that the way he's carried himself is inappropriate. I think he's a bad guy, and I don't think a bad guy can be the most valuable guy at the same time. Who the fuck are you, dude? Who the fuck are you? Like, seriously, you think you think he's a bad guy? You don't have to agree with his opinions. It doesn't make him a bad guy. I don't agree with a lot of people's opinions. It does not make them bad people. And it's- and I'll let I'll take it one step further. Maybe you maybe you think he's a bad guy. Maybe he is a bad guy. What does that have to do with the most valuable player in football? Yeah. Read anything about Michael Jordan. You guys gave him six MVPs. True. Lawrence Taylor was a fucking MVP. Ray yeah. Lewis was a Super Bowl MVP. Ben Roethlisberger was a Super Bowl MVP. Kobe Bryant won an MVP. I don't think Ben won one. Did he ever win one? He won a Super Bowl MVP? He had to win a Super Bowl MVP. I think it was... Uh... Did San Antonio, the first one he definitely didn't get, did he? It was a San Antonio and Heinz Ward. I think it was. Or like Antoine Randall L or whoever it was. I'm going to pull up his Wikipedia. All the more reason. Eli over Ben. Yeah, he never won an MVP. Carried by receivers. The game was awful, by the way. Absolutely awful. Seattle one. That one, but that Monday night game, his farewell oh, yeah. game. Yeah. Absolutely miserable. Luckily, you know, you had the Manning cast and we had a little fun with some of the, the guests. I did enjoy Roger Goodell not being able to name one Snoop Dogg song. Yeah. Like, 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 dude, not, not only not being able to name one Snoop Dogg song, but how about just you diving into head first into racism? Where he's like, are there Snoop Dogg songs that don't have the N-word in it? I couldn't believe he said, are there songs that don't. I, I'm going to play this because I posted on Dirty Sports. It's it's like cringeworthy old white guy. Yeah. Peyton. And, and you knew he did not like this question because Peyton Manning asks him his favorite Snoop Dogg songs and Snoop's performing at the halftime of the Super Bowl. Listen to Roger Goodell's reaction. And the question on my mind and everybody's mind is, what is your favorite Snoop Dogg song? You know, it's, uh, you know, listen, we're excited. Hold on. You know, it's, uh, we're, we're excited. Like, so, so I'm keeping track. We're three seconds in now. He hasn't answered. About having our halftime show with Snoop in there. And, uh, we got some great performers. I, I don't think I could tell you a single title without violating your rules on, uh, using language <laughs> on, on air. So. I, I think I'm going to have to pass on that one. What? Yeah. What are you talking about? Dude, dude, you can't, you, you're, you can't violate the FCC. That's just not true. Why, why is no one talking about like, like, honestly, it, is there, is there even a Snoop Dogg song that would violate 
I'm trying. Is to there th- a single Snoop Dogg title song wise that would violate FCC rules? I bet you. I bet you if you go to. Uh, I bet you if you go to the top songs on Apple Music or Spotify, I could read all of them. Well, I'm going to his first album because that would be, I'd assume, the most hardcore as far as titles. I'm just going. I mean, in terms of if you go to top Snoop Dogg songs, nothing but a G thing. You can say that. Young, Wild and Free with Wiz Khalifa. Still Dre. Gin and Gin, Juice. Gin and Juice, yeah. Drop It Like It's Hot. Who Am I? I mean, this... I mean, that's some of the most racist shit anybody's ever said. I was thinking, I was like, God, you look, you come across like such old white guy, like, oh, the the young black rapper, it is swear words. And then I don't play that, but I think Eli followed it up with like, what? No, you can, you can say a song. You could even say the shiznit if I you was, wanted. I was just looking at that. How's that going to be, by the way? So you have Snoop, Eminem. It's going to be awful. <laughs> Dre. I assume this is, you know how Jay-Z works in the NFL now? I assume this is his doing. But what are they going to be able to say? They're going to be able to say, it's just going to be radio edits, bro. There, there's, not, there's nothing arena, worse. Like stadium hip hop. Is there anything worse rapping over tracks? Is there anything worse than than rap radio edits? Like I was running the other day on on a workout play mix and I accidentally, you know, I wasn't paying attention. One of the songs was like the rate. I was like, what the fuck is this? You're not saying the swear words like you're like, what is this? (laughs) This is simple. It it ruined my whole run. I I don't want to listen to this. How am I supposed to run to this? It's unbelievable. Do you think Aaron Rodgers still gets the MVP? I mean, like how many of these guys are out there? I think he gets the MVP. Who else? Like. Who do you, who else do you give it to? I mean, Tom Brady obviously had the performance on Sunday. Like it, it, who else is in the mix right now? It's the mix would be Brady, Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup. That's the four. Rogers, Brady, Cooper Cup, Taylor. Why don't I? Why don't I actually just pop into the actual odds? I think he gets it. I, I don't know how you don't get. It. I mean, look at what happened. I mean, I I think Aaron Rodgers is an asshole, but I'm I'm he's got my vote. I don't. I of mean, of course, look. I'm not a douche. Let me uh, let me see here. Sorry, took taking me a second. Yeah, it goes Rogers minus four hundred, Brady plus five fifty, Jonathan Taylor plus fourteen hundred. Oh my goodness! Guess who crept in there? Joe Burrow. There's your boy, Joey B. Of three good games, interesting. The uh, the savior, the savior for the, the the city of Cincinnati. If they win a playoff game, will they dump Chili on Joe Burrow? They should. 
cold chili. Why not? Why not like lukewarm chili? I'm assuming. I'm assuming it's not served scalding hot. Yeah, so I don't. You don't want to burn the guy. So, the Washington football team announced that they will have a new name on February second. But they did not announce what that is. Correct. Correct. It's going to be horrible. It's so funny that everyone, it's like divert, divert, divert. Let's not talk about the emails. Divert, divert, our new yeah. name. Let's not talk about all the awful things our organization has done. Let's not talk about the post that fell or the railing that fell. I don't know if you know, there's an update. It's been zip tied. That's how they fixed it. They zip tied it. They just don't have a welder on the entire staff there. That, apparently. Not a single guy who can handle that. What a what a dumpster fire organization. And now I guarantee you it's a military shit. I'll bet anything. It's the admirals, the commanders, the generals. The I bet it's the Red Wolves. You think so? And somehow that's even worse. The Red Wolves? Have you ever been to D.C.? I've been to D.C. a lot of times. Never seen a Red Wolf once. Yeah, I've been to I've been to D.C. Yeah, but I've you know I've never seen a you know a Bengal tiger walking around the streets of Cincinnati. Well, I know, but I'm saying this was a thing. This was a this was a, a trend for so long. But now, like we've all grown up, let's do let's be better. What do you want to call them? The, the well, first of all, I'm fine with the Washington football team. But like at least the Hogs, they have a, they have a history. The Red Wolves, I hate it when they do that shit. It's the Orange Men. Now we're just the Orange. We're the Red Men. We're the Red Storm. We're the Red Skins. We're the Red Wolves. Yes. So fucking stupid. Well, maybe that name, I didn't read too closely. Let me let me look it up. I think there was names that did have copyright issues. Um, and I think that could be an issue. Maybe, so maybe Red Wolves is not an option. I bet it's going to be Admirals. They should call themselves the Washington emails. <laughs> Just like a giant email template is their logo and it's blank because we don't know what's in any of those emails. 600,000 emails. We don't have a clue, but we know John Gruden said some racist shit. That's all we know. John Gruden said some racist shit. That's it. That's all we got. 600,000 emails. It should be like an email. It's just, you know, when they redact stuff and just have like lines through it. Yeah. When Radio release- edits. Yeah, when they release like classified stuff, it should just be the Washington emails and a giant line, a red line or black line is through it. The Washington redacted. You keep the RE still, the RED. Yeah, there you go. Guys could just change their shirts. So there's rumors that Jim Harbaugh might want to return to the NFL. Are we on a yay or nay on this? Um, I don't know. I don't know. 
I, I guess I'm kind of on a yay just because he did have success. 44, opposed- 19 yeah. and one. He did really well. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be a yay for that. I mean, I'm not like, you know, obviously we're not, not a huge, I'm not a huge fan of, of the college to NFL jump, but he's already been there, done that. Um, you know, did, did going back to college change his like ability to write? I don't think so. I think Jim, Jim Harbaugh means his brothers obviously been doing him for a long time, pretty well-respected, successful. I'd be for it. I'd like to see it, to be honest. I'd like to see how we do again in the NFL. Obviously it took him a while to become successful at Michigan and then they got their butts kicked this year, but he made some gutsy moves when he was a coach. You can't forget that. Like he made the decision to switch quarterbacks from Smith to Kaepernick. That was a gutsy move. They went to the Super Bowl. They lost a very close Super Bowl. My point is like he made some ballsy moves that worked out. His players seem to like him. I know he's kind of a hard ass, but I think he's lightened up in that maybe. Yeah. But for the most part, I think I would call him a player's coach. You know, he obviously played in the NFL himself for a bunch of years. I'd like to see it. I'd be a dit. I mean, my team's obviously semi in the market for a new coach. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. And now's the time because he actually. Although I'm not sure the Mariners would go for it because, you know, he does have a link to Colin Kaepernick. And John Mara just got so many letters about Colin Kaepernick. Did he? That was the thing. That was like early on in the in the Kaepernick thing. I don't know if you remember, but obviously there was like an NFL PR like move. Like let's have all our like all our like known owners, all these like big guys like put out like random stories no one asked for about how so many people reached out and said we could never have a guy like that on our team. It was the beginning of what was essentially the collusion campaign. We need to start leaking a little bit here and there that like your fans would hate this. Well, now would be the time because he took a huge pay cut actually. So like, you know, a lot of college coaches, why would you leave? You make less money for the most part in the NFL, but his base salary had dropped from 8 million to 4 million. So, I mean, I'd like it. Heck, man, you know, you know my feelings in the Cincinnati Bengals. You, you get, you get Harbaugh. They're going, they're winning the Super Bowl. Mark my words. You get that Zach Taylor guy out of there. You, you get, you get a proven NFL coach. I'll, 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 I'll drop all my bets. Say no way. Nothing. You're just gonna look at me. I don't know. I mean, the I think I think the Jim Harbaugh, uh, or sorry, I should say John Harbaugh and Mike Tomlin are pretty proven NFL head coaches. They're they're cleaning up after the Zach Taylor Cincinnati Bengals celebration parade. Well, you do bring up a point. Some now, of them getting blown out by him this year. Sure. Again, coaching had nothing to do with it. But hey, we can we can agree to disagree there. Tomlin has never had a losing season. Like, what do you do at this point? 16 years and never had a losing season. It's really tough to fire a guy with that track record. 
Also, why would you fire him now? Of all the times you're firing him now. You made him, he, he still had Rosberg, like move on from the quarterback situation. And I would, I would, let's see, let's see how he does after that. And then how does he do next year with a new guy? Does he still not have a losing season? Yeah. I mean, I've heard this is a weaker class. We'll see. They say it's a weaker class for quarterback. To me, it seems crazy that they don't go after the kid from Pitt and just like make it a thing. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I mean, obviously, they they like they're at that point where you see it from every organization. What do you do when you're stuck with the same guy for this long? And they shouldn't. They 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 kept that relationship too long this year. They shouldn't. Have, you know, the, the whole thing with Ben playing this year. It's just such bad football. Such bad football. And and that was tough for me to watch. I'm not gonna lie. That just that slurp fest. It was so tough for me to watch. With with his past, and, yeah, and it's horrible. fine. It's fine. But people they just don't care. But then, and, but then let's just be that way. Let's I just agree. Be that way in sports. Be like we don't report things from off the field, and we don't like we focus on the sports and whatever. Then don't. Then, then Terrell Owens should have been handed a golden jacket as he walked off this last game. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. The fact that the fact that Terrell Owens had to wait that long was, was it's. A but also the fact that every sports outlet talks about all this stuff all the time. Cool. Antonio Brown left. There was a mutual parting of ways. The end. No, but like, but did you see this? Did you see that? It's like, oh well, if we're gonna dive in. And Adam Schefter is going to report every time somebody does anything of note, then like, why are we pretending like that shit didn't happen? Yeah, no, for sure. You mentioned, uh, I mean, and, and, and it's always, it's always like the weirdest thing. I mean, you can go out there and find, you can go out there and find stories about, you know, LeBron James interaction with a fan or like the conspiracy theory that LeBron like spray painted the N word on his own house, but no one's going to talk about whether or not Kobe Bryant was a rapist anymore. We're just not going to talk about anymore. And not only that, you are, you are vilified. Dude, you're dude, you're vilified if you mention that stuff. I I was I was debating. I had a few Ben digs, and I was like, you know, I just don't want to deal with it. I don't even want to deal with it. I'm not tweeting this out. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with. Look at forty year old Ruther, forty year old Ruther, thirty two year old Ruther would have been like, bring it, bring the action. I just didn't want to deal with it. You're right. I'm old, man. Look, look at all these grays in my beard. I'm old. I need my sleep. I'm almost as old as the invention of Miller Lite, Joe Prano. I believe that was created in 1975. Wow. Nice segue. Hey, man. I've been doing this for a minute. The original light beer. Always been the best tasting light beer for people who love beer. And I know you have been a staunch supporter, and we got to give you credit, way before we even adopted this fine relationship with our friends at Miller Lite. You have been the number one advocate 
of the original light beer. I mean, you know, you said the the best light beer, the best tasting light beer. I'd argue it's still the one and only light beer. I would argue that light beer is not a thing except for Miller Light. Miller Light invented something. And for me, it's the perfect beer for sitting around on a football Sunday, drinking a bunch of them while you watch games. And then everybody else was panicked. Everybody else panicked. I'm not going to name names, but everybody else was just like, well, we have a beer and their light beer is so good. Let's just water down our beer and call it our light beer. It's like, it's not the same. It's not the same. Miller Light, the one and only, the original, the goat, the greatest. It was so wonderful this past weekend in Arizona. I knew dirt balls were in the house when I started seeing buckets of Miller Light get sent out from the bar. Love it. it honestly, it's it's the it's kind of the best part of the, our partnership with Miller Light when I just see our fans enjoying it. And the tweets we've told them to. Yeah, love all the tweets, guys. When you tweet at us, when you're drinking a Miller Lite or watching a game or having a cookout. Miller Lite, great taste, 96 calories. Go to MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports to find delivery options near you. Or you can pick up Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. So we've talked a lot about the reporters, Joe. So I might as well just throw this in. Ken Rosenthal is out at the uh, MLB network because of criticism that he's had about Rob Manfred. Major League Baseball. I'm not a hockey guy. I know uh, hockey fans hate Gary Bettman. Major League Baseball, by far, in my opinion, least of the sports that I watch. The most horribly run and it's horribly run. I mean, we're, we're getting, it's like, it's almost the same conversation again. It's like you guys make ridiculous decisions. You put the game in a position where it's always fighting for its life because you can't post clips on social media and you make rule changes to try to speed up the game that doesn't need to be sped up, but instead ruins the game. You have horrible, horrible negotiations with your players that, that, that just about every four years now and in some sort of lockout, you let the game fall apart under Bud Selig, and then you hand it, it over to a Bud Selig hand-picked replacement. And they're just, they, they treat it like they're a dictator. You're not, oh, so now you're not allowed to talk about how bad? There's no baseball. You're not allowed to criticize the commissioner? Yeah, and obviously they own the MLB network, and he'll still be on Fox, and he'll still be on, on The Athletic where he writes. But it's, it's just not, it's basically saying you can't contest me. You can't challenge me. I don't want any challengers. And, and, and that's just not a good look. The optics of that are bad. You should have people challenge baseball's you. dying. Oh, it's dying, dude. It's and so the dead. Two guys that have been in, in charge were essentially one entity for the last 30 years. 
and they've run baseball into the ground, but no one's allowed to talk about it. Yeah, it is the weird. And then, and that's why, and that's why reporters are the worst because they all do this stuff when they all play ball. They all go like, well, you know, you can't be that critical because then I might, they're so afraid to put their, their credentials on the line by criticizing Rob Manfred and, and uh, Roger Goodell and all these people deserve so much more criticism, even than a guy like Antonio Brown or Aaron Rodgers or Terrell Owens and, and, or Barry Bonds. You guys don't like Barry Bonds because he wasn't nice to you, but you, well, it's obviously not a steroids thing, right? It's not a steroids thing because you voted Bud Selig into the Hall of Fame. Bud Selig is the single person responsible for steroids in baseball. The single person. And you voted him in, but you're not going to vote Barry, Barry Bonds in. So let's just, so by process of fucking, you know, whatever, you you have proven it's not about steroids. So now it's about Barry Bonds is a jerk to you. You're all that all these reporters are just such sniveling, conniving snakes in the grass. Well, you know, I take it one step further. I, I would I would say reporters in general now beyond just sports. I, I think we live in an age where they don't want to challenge anybody. They'd rather be friends with a politician. They don't want to challenge them or challenge any of the establishment that we have, which would be a Roger Goodell type figure. I, I just think that's the thing is, is, is I feel like, I don't know. Am, am I right? I feel like growing up, it was, a, it was different. And even back in the day, like it was different and you, you wanted to challenge the status quo, so to speak. And, and I feel like now these people, they just want to be cronies with everybody. I mean, Adam Schefter is a prime example, but like you said, you're basically a shill for the NFL. And, 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 and when he's like, like my thing is like, when you look at the Antonio Brown stuff that the NFL wants that, that they want people to be like, this guy's crazy. This guy's a lunatic. They don't want any of the onus to be on the bucks where I feel there's it's or some, Arians or Brady. Yeah, yeah. It's somewhere in the middle. There's, there's multiple parties that are culpable and it's not all, it's not all Antonio Brown. I feel like, you, you know, he's got his issues. But so do a lot of teams, and so yeah, do a lot and of. He has coaches. his issues because he has CTE. Because you guys pretended the concussions weren't a thing, and then he wanted a helmet, and you guys said no, and then blah blah blah. It's like, yeah, no, hundred percent. Let's get to some calls, and then we'll wrap up the show with our picks. Let's get to some calls: 310-359-8365. and. Uh, we have a few that have been sitting here for a while. Let's let's go back to this one. I know we're a little past Christmas, but this was a Christmas question. Because I'm curious what your response will be. What's up, Dirty Sports? It's your number one former Penn State Dirtball KT. I've got a question uh, for you boys from the last episode when Prana was saying how his sister or someone in his family got a drill bit, like attachment, um, when they actually got gifted a car. It was actually vice versa, but your brother got that, whatever. Um, so I just want to ask you guys, what's the most bizarre gift that you guys have ever 
received? And like, what was your reaction? Because this past Christmas, I spent Christmas with my girlfriend's family and their 90-year-old grandparents gave me one gift. I opened it up and it was an Adele CD. I was, I was like, what? My girlfriend was like, say thank you, say thank you. So <laughs> yeah, I want to hear from you guys. Like, what's the most crazy gift that you've ever received or witnessed? Um, condoms are for 10 staters who go up to you and say, we are. Fuck you guys. You're corny as hell. And Joe Pond knew. Stay dirty, boys. Wow. Fired. Guy who can be critical of his own alma mater. So Um, I I can tell you for a fact that that's a great example of uh, music gifts always go wrong. Like the, the, Parents always like to go like, oh, did, oh. He, did he get a seed like an actual CD? Right. Like, like, like there's there's two elements to this. One, it's the Adele thing. Two, it's these poor old people thinking that we have CD players now. Yeah. I remember at one point, I mean, I would get I would buy music all the time. So my mom went and got music, got me a CD. And of course, she just goes to the store and it's like, what's hot? You know, not not wondering at all what my it was a Creed CD. It was a Billy Ray Cyrus, achy, breaky heart. <laughs> CD. And little, I was just like, did they how know, does that even happen? Little did they know later on. you. I would become, turn into yes. a, a, a devout follower of his Miley. Daughter. Miley, yeah. yes. Super Miley Stan was it? Is that where it started? Did it start hey, like Billy Ray Cyrus "Achy Break Your Heart" CD? I think we figured it out. I've said this multiple times in the show. I was in the fourth or fifth grade. My aunt gave me a, a ten dollar gift card to Staples. Nice. I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed for her, the whole Ruther family, the extended Ruther family who does a Christmas every year. It was so awkward and uncomfortable to open that in front of everybody. And she was so clueless. And my brother still laughed about this day because my uncle just roasted her. He was, what the hell is the kid supposed to get? A 10-foot eraser? Like, what are you doing? Like he's a he's a he's a ten- half a printer cartridge. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a 10 and 11 year old kid. That was yeah, that was pretty bad. I'm trying to think. I remember I remember some gifts we'd give my mom. You know, you know how like a mom would be like, you know, when you're young kids too, my mom would be like, Oh, you know, I need. I need this or I need that. And you're like 10 or 11. You don't have any money, but it was a big deal to get it. I remember my mom and we still have it. I actually, I still have it in my parents' house. My mom needed a napkin holder and one of my brothers gave it and he was so embarrassed, but she wanted it. I don't know what, like a, like a rack for Just like something to put the nap, something, you know, put, yeah, to put the napkins in. And I think my brother, one of my older brothers, he was great. I think he cried. He was so embarrassed. And my dad was just like, just get it to her. It's hilarious. Like, did you get anything off? Like, I'm trying to think like grandparent stuff. That was bad. I don't remember. I mean, over the years, I mean, the, the fashion, like, oh, I got you this. I got you like a, you know, I'm, I'm 15 and they're giving you like the Looney Tunes t-shirt and you're like, yeah. Why wouldn't I want the Tasmanian devil? dressed as a gangster rapper. <laughs> hey, man, there's certain pockets of the uh, country that still rock those with pride. Yeah. 
you know, I, 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 I noticed that, uh, I noticed that at Kings Island, Kings Island gets some interesting cats. I noticed, uh, the Looney Tunes shirts this summer. Yeah. We're, uh, we're still repping, still being rocked. Yeah. I'm trying, like, I don't think I've gotten anything like insanely bad or I just can't remember. Maybe. I don't know. It's a good question though. All right. Conspiracy theory time. Okay. You know, I love good conspiracy theory. The NFL and the CDC. Listen to this. Hey, boys. Brandon Dan here. It's been a while since I called, but I have a couple thoughts that I want to share with you. Not so much a question, but uh, some thoughts. First off, Andy is probably the only person to own season tickets for a team. Not attend a home game, but see that team on the road. So I thought that was interesting. And also, secondly... Not a conspiracy theorist, but I do have a conspiracy theory. Out of nowhere on Tuesday, the CDC changed their guidelines uh, for isolation from COVID from 10 days to 5 days. And I truly believe that it is purely because of the NFL. It makes sense if you think about it, though, because there's 31 billionaires and then um, obviously the Packers, but they say the numbers are on the rise. And then three weeks before the playoffs, it changes. And now, if a player tests positive, they don't have to test for another 90 days, which would put us past the Super Bowl. Um, I know that it's a little far-fetched, but honestly, the NFL so corrupt, I could see it happen. Stay dirty, boys. Wow, the CDC, the NFL, both gone to five-day quarantines as they're testing positive. Are they in cahoots? I mean, I don't hate it. I don't hate that as a conspiracy theory. I also saw it. I'm trying to find the thing now that was basically like it was basically saying. um, Let me see if I can find it. There was there was another thing that basically said at this point, if we did like another extended lockdown, like if we did a two week lockdown that like we would cripple the economy to the point where we couldn't save it unless we did another trillion dollar pump or whatever, which obviously no one wants to do. So the, the theory was because so many people are getting COVID right now, it could easily get to the point where like, not even on a lockdown situation, but on a so many people have it. And so many people are quarantining for 10 days simultaneously that we could essentially have to cripple the economy to the point where we don't, we would have to do another sort of bailout situation. And so that the idea was, so the CDC just on the fly also just changed it to like five days. But I don't hate that there's for the NFL too. I mean, guys are testing positive now on Tuesday and still playing on Sunday. Well, also this is a very weak variant from what they say. I never thought about what he said to start the call that I had season tickets, didn't see a single home game and saw them on the road. Yeah. Now, are you running back your tickets next year? I got to call him. That's on my to-do list. TBD. Did, did you, did you profit? I did. Okay. Seems like a no brainer. Hmm. They're not going up much. They're going up $200. One last home game. I got nine home games this year. But mm. but the good thing is 
the Chargers always face the Raiders, Chiefs, and Broncos. And those are always going to be like decent, especially the Raiders and Chiefs. Yeah. Like those are going to be high selling games. I'd argue the Broncos and some, there's a lot of Broncos fans in LA. Yeah. No, for sure. Okay. You put the call out for people to call about the college football situation. Mm. We only got one. Surprising. I would have guessed that our fan base was big in college football. No, I, I, no, I've really I done my, I, I knew they'd fallen off work. Or, or they just don't want to get destroyed by our response. So Bryson stripper, Bryson, he's always the college football guy. This, this was his response to what we said about the college football playoff system. What's up, Joe and Andy? Stripper Dirtball here, Bryson calling from Atlanta this time. Um, obviously, I am a college football fan. I'm actually giving a different take on this college football thing. Um, Want to give y'all, y'all's opinion or just my thought on how I think we can fix it. Probably won't happen. But, um, so, as you can see, Alabama and Georgia just absolutely demolished number three and number four in the country. So, my thought process is why even expand the playoffs? Clearly, these top two, three teams are just so much better than the rest. What is the 16-team playoff going to do? I don't really know, but just more blowout, like you're already saying. And as you said, like the five-star differences between Alabama and Georgia and the teams are playing is absurd. So why don't we throw a cap on it like we did the NFL or anything with the salary cap? Why don't we cap how many five-stars each team can sign? That way these kids are going to their respective schools in their state instead of a five-star from Texas. All five of them going to Georgia. Well, fuck. Why don't you make it only X amount of five? The only way you're going to get this talent dispersed throughout the country where these games are more watchable. And then we can expand the playoffs. So let's start with a salary cap. X amount of four and five stars per team. Then you're done. Like You have to limit it. You can recruit. Once you get your four and five stars, you're done. Just limit it that way. And I think you'll see more competitive games. Obviously won't happen because of money, but that would be my way of fixing it. Stay dirty. Well, I so two two things there. First of all, I think what a sixteen team playoff does again is doesn't give you a month off to get healthy and prepare. Yeah, exactly. To me, that's so the now, number one thing. So now you're playing. Now you're playing a top sixteen team at the end of the year, and then a, potentially another one, a top eight team, a top fourteen, whatever. So, so in so a put, row. Yeah. To put it in perspective, I was talking with some people yesterday about this. We were talking in particular about. Bama versus Cincinnati. We were saying Bama's coming off that huge win against Georgia. Cincinnati's coming off destroying Houston, who was good this year, right? The the argument is both teams have crazy momentum. Imagine if they had one week to prepare for each other, just like the right. NFL. Right. I, the- I, I think it changes a lot when you have one week to prepare for an opponent. And versus- to get healthy. Every, yeah. Like who's not going to get healthy with a month off? Yeah. And then also like, you know, going from obviously you probably, you probably don't have to have all the, I mean, in, in my, in my system, you don't need a fucking, uh, you know, sec championship game, but let's say you do have it. Like now you're getting up for that game. And then the next week you're getting up for a playoff game. I mean, we see this all the time in college basketball. 
You see these guys grind through the Big East tournament or the ACC tournament or whatever. Get a and one then they seed. Get in. Yeah. And then they lose second game. Or through the years, I mean, look at like the Syracuses of the world who find themselves in the ACC championship and ACC tournament and then go on a little run. Yeah. It's like it changes everything that you're just playing these games in a row. The other thing is um, when it comes to like the five star recruit question, like, there is no governing body for five-star recruits. Like the NCAA is not five-star, like listing guys as five-star. This is all a very like made up thing. Like by, by whose standards, like I would, I would bet ESPN when they say this guy, this many five stars, are they even using the same scouting service or the same, whatever. Now we just, now we just create a new system where, you know, college coaches are scheming and scamming even more where their booster friend who runs blue chip recruiters is not qualifying this quarterback as five star because they actually like him. So then they can go get a four star. It's like that just seems like it's going to create more. Fucking backdoor yeah, nonsense. You can't do that. Yeah, I, I, I think the, the playoff situation so the NFL was 12 teams, just went to 14. It seemed it's it's worked out really well for them with, like you said, upsets with momentum, the whole debate about sitting guys. Do, do you lose momentum? Is it better to play guys? All that. But uh, also, and I always go back to this. Every other level of college football does it has a 16 team playoff. Sure. So, so to me, that's the end argument because this notion that the kids in the smaller divisions can do it and can keep playing and can keep going when to they're school. riding buses and yes. they're, you know, and they don't have the facilities or the financial backers on the, yeah. So, you know, it's, it, it only makes sense. Well, the College Football Championship is here on Monday, Joe. And to celebrate, FanDuel Sportsbook is hooking up new customers with 30 to 1 enhanced odds on either team to win. So that means if you bet $5 to win 150 bucks on either team to win it all. Now, right now, looking at FanDuel, the favorite is surprising to me. Georgia is a three-point favorite. Do you like this or dislike this? I mean, I don't really have a strong opinion, but I would go with dislike. Okay. Yeah. I, I you know, Nick Saban, until, until he loses, he always beats the guys who coached under him. Until he starts losing, I got to go with Bama as well. Well, Dirtballs, just sign up for FanDuel Sportsbook using promo code DIRTY and make a deposit to claim your 30 to 1 enhanced odds. There's no better place to bet the college football championship than on America's number one sports book. It's a simple and easy to use app with great new offers every day. And when you win, FanDuel will pay for your winnings in as little as two hours. If you already have FanDuel Sportsbook, FanDuel is hooking up all customers with $50 when they refer a friend, plus your friend will get $50 too. So don't miss your chance to win $150 off a $5 bet on the college football championship Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app or head to sportsbook.fanduel.com and sign up using promo code DIRTY, D-I-R-T-Y, to get 30 to 1 odds on either team to win. 
You must be 21 and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Minnesota, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. New users only. $10 first deposit required. Must wager in designated offer market. Max bonus of $150. Bonus for Tennessee users is fulfilled in site credit within 72 hours and expires 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. And if you have any gambling problems, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com forward slash. These are all the different states. RG or forward slash COIA, M-I-N-J-P-A-I-L-V-A. Or call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342. This is in Arizona. 888-789-7777. Or visit ccpg.org forward slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana or the Tennessee red line. one 800 889-9789 in Tennessee or visit 1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Did that read take longer than the ter- than the game's going to take? Yeah. <laughs> I I think Alabama's going to win because they had that entire uh ad read to rest. I think you're right. I think that's a good point. Well, I think I think this is part of the deal. Let's just address it. I think that's part of the deal with the legalized gambling is those things all must be read. Dude, you know what's crazy? Speaking about legalized sports gambling, I think, you know, we don't have it yet here in California. And, you know, God willing, we will have it one day very, very soon. But I was on Twitter for my weekend in Arizona and no lie andy every fourth tweet was a promoted tweet from one of those companies i'm not joking i mean i ended up it was like you know barstool whatever FanDuel, whatever like i mean sure the places where they have that i guess if you're like following sports accounts or whatever they're going hard I was just like, this is too much. Yeah. Well, so they just passed it in Ohio. So it'll be, you know, it takes like a year to get up and running. So, but Indiana's had it. So, I, I mean, I've been able to, if, if I go, I can go to a sports books casinos 25 minutes away. Yeah. Just on the, uh, on the border. Um, but yeah, dude, it's, I mean, I mean, we see You're it 25 minutes from the Indiana border. Yeah. As well. Yeah. I'm right there, man. That, that that Ohio River, the way it winds, you know, breaking up the states. I will say, I'm not going to name the brand. I do enjoy the JB Smooth commercials. Huge. I'm a huge JB Smooth guy. Just just huge. And then in pairing him with the Manning, I think it's I love great. that you refuse to call him JB Smooth with a V. I like that you just give him the JB Smooth. I always do. <laughs> That's how I roll. You want to handle one more, two more calls? Sure. Oh, these are these are two good ones. These are, you know, let's do two. Let's do 
I'm curious what you're going to say for this one. Hey, John from Salt Lake City here. McDale, hit me up. Question for you guys is, what is your favorite long song? I uh, can't remember if you guys have done this before or not, but uh, for me, I'm a classic rock fan, so Foreplay Long Time by Boston. Uh, first put on my iPod 15 years ago. Uh, Round the Boat by Yes is up there. Um, just listen to Rapper's Delight. Obviously a classic. Somewhat more recent. Uh, but just wondering, like, what do you guys uh, just, you know, chill and, and ride to? Uh, that's it. Times are for Paul Mercurial. Whoa. <laughs> Throwback. Damn. It's a good um, question. Your favorite long song. Like, so one of my favorite, November Rain. I mean, that's yep, great. That was, on, that, was, that was on my list for sure. Stairway to Heaven. Yeah. Uh, s- s- scenes from an Italian restaurant. Don't play it. No, not. Okay. Was that my phone playing or your phone playing? It wasn't mine. Uh, Billy Joel scenes from an Italian restaurant. I used to have a joke about this. Actually, I used to have a joke about long songs. Uh, American Pie. Um, it was you know you go to the strip club and you're they're always like your lap dance last three songs. I was like, can I pick the songs? I'd like November Rain scenes from an Italian restaurant and American <laughs> Pie. You get you get her entire shift. She's giving yeah. you a lap dance for forty five minutes. Because it's always like it's a funny joke. It's a it's great always like, turn down for what? And then the, yeah. and then like three seconds later, you're like, wait, that wasn't even that whole song. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I used to like Hey Jude a lot more, but as I've gotten older, I'm just like, mm. and I and I'm like number one Beatles stan over here, but I'm just like. I think think I'm going like my favorite long song of all time. I think I'm just going American Pie. I know that's kind of like almost like cliche classic. I think mine's a fucking song. Yeah, I think mine's November Rain. I mean, that guitar part in the middle where Slash in the video is just like outside the desert church. Oh, yeah. So good. I I remember having so many discussions with my brothers when that video came out. I don't get what's happening. He's getting married and suddenly he's at the funeral. Like, what happened? What happened to her? Stephanie Seymour's kids went to the school I went to. They were probably, I don't know, five, six years below me. So, like, you catch her every once in a while is walking in the halls of like an all boys school. Guys just <laughs> losing their minds. The other guys were like, guys just the like throwing folders over their pants and like running to the bathroom. I mean, supermodel. I told, I said this on the show. I saw her a few years ago. She she married like a billionaire. Yeah. So she's big into horse racing now. That's the ultimate like, fuck you money sport. The whole, I mean, the whole like, is there anything that compares? The sport of kings, they call it, Andy. Yeah, there's nothing that compares to that. I'm just gonna funnel millions of dollars into this horse. Like the care, and I told you, like, you know, I've gotten out of Lexington with my brother, the care they give these horses. Oh, yeah. That's why I always joke of like, like, Pete, you know, PETA gets all mad. I'm like, no, dude, these horses are treated better than any 
thing I've ever been given my whole life. Okay, one yeah, more. But then also, if they get hurt, they shoot them on the court. True. Know. It's a good point. It's a good point. The track. Okay. We'll do one more call. Going on, boys. Kalinowski calling back once again from beautiful Tom's River, New Jersey, home of the 1998 Little League World Series champions. Uh, I finally got an Apple TV login, and I've been binging uh, Ted Lasso about uh, nice. six episodes in, uh, straight through. And wow, this show is awesome. I know Crane uh, is a big fan, but uh, we we need more sports TV shows. Now, I know that there's probably some more. I never watched the one with that dude who lied about being in 9-11 or whatever. Uh, but we need some more. I want to see a Slapshot TV series, uh, Semi-Pro. Uh, oh, yeah, there was that football one, too, right? I've had a couple more lights tonight. Uh, actually, I guess it was Friday Night Lights worth watching. I don't know. Four in the call. Need more sports TV shows. Sedankis is tremendous. Uh, everyone in the show is so good. Um, yeah. What... Uh, what sports and what, you know, kind of uh, storylines would you like to see as the next Ted Lasso? Football is life. Football is life. Football is life. Well, we have the Lakers one coming out, which we've talked about. Yeah. I, I Look, I thought Ted Lasso, I've been struggling on season two. Really? Maybe it's because I watch it when I hop on the treadmill. I, I see. I actually struggled. I think I struggled the most with early, the early part of season one, because I just felt like it wasn't that deep, and especially his character wasn't that deep. But as, as the show built out, and they really get into little layers for everybody, I that that's when I thought it became a tremendous show. Um. And I think I, I almost think season two of Ted Lasso makes season one better because you start to see, oh, they were setting up for a lot of this stuff. Sure. Um, I think it's great. I mean, I, I always think, you know, the, the tough part about sports shows is there's always like there's always the licensing and whatever. And, and you hate. You know, I don't want to watch a show that's supposedly about the NFL, but it's not the NFL and it's the Sharks versus the Bobcats. And you're like, OK, cool. I don't give a shit. Um, so to me, an obvious one. And I know there's been tons of, you know, pop culture and, and you know, movies, TV shows, stories, whatever. But like minor league baseball is the ultimate the ultimate like setting for a sports show. If you ask me, it's like you can totally create a fictional town and a fictional league and whatever. Um, and also like, I mean, talk about talking about one of the most failed ideas ever summer catch, which is one of the, the worst movies of all time, like things like the Cape Cod league, like what an unbelievable setting for a show. Just like, the, the elite college baseball players go to Cape Cod every year and play in a league. Well, Friday that Night, story. Friday Night Lights was a great show. Yeah, Friday Night Lights was a great show. Um, I think he he was referring to Steve Ranazzisi in the league, which I I didn't really watch. I watched some of, 
And now I want to kill myself every time I see Paul Shear on those T-Mobile commercials. The league was filled with people who I never need to see. So I was just like, yeah, I don't need to. I don't need some Paul Shear, Steve Ranasizi, Nick Kroll in my life. I'd argue I need less of all those people. But there's been some other ones that I know we're definitely forgetting. I mean, Ballers, I, I tried and I, that, I just, no. Ballers is one of the worst fucking shows ever. It's pretty bad. Ball, Ballers was like, Ballers was just sports entourage, as I've always said. It was. And it's like. But what much worse than entourage. Yeah. Yeah. It was bad. But you're right. They could really do a lot with minor league baseball. The, the problem is definitely licensing. Minor league this. hockey, I'm sure. I haven't watched that. There's a show, that show about the Danbury team that's supposedly amazing. Yeah. Or a show about a 40-year-old fourth-grade assistant basketball coach who's trying to find his way with his kids who, who have now two are in COVID protocol and can't play. And he's got a big tournament tonight. Two of his, two of his good players are out. They're going to be out Saturday for the regular season conference game. Oh, here we go. I, we're, we're like two weeks away from you being an anti-vax COVID hoaxer because you can't get your squad on the field. You just to be like, I'm just saying, I mean, CDC is five days for adults, like kids, really? Like, how fast are they going to spread it? Let's get these kids back in the game. Well, I, I don't trust anyone at this point, but that's 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 neither here nor there. I, d- I did make the joke the other day. I was like, what if we're all just getting a placebo? What if we're getting water? No one said that. You you, you hear the wild like chip. I go, what if we were all just getting water? What if it was just a giant joke? Like, what's, how- the end, what's the end game there? There is not charging us for it. There is none. Well, the end game would be it would be a big pharma if, if I was going to be serious with this this idea. This is me just fucking around. You know what I'm saying? They're like, no one says this wild conspiracy. What if, it was, what if the end game was just like, well, you guys are all idiots. We got the whole world to believe it. But hey, man, it happens. You know, it happens to the NFL. It happens to fourth grade basketball. You got, you got to deal with the, the kids you have on the team. It happens in stand-up comedy. Listen, last weekend, my mom was aggressive with me. She was like, I demand you get boosted. You get your booster while you're home. I just kind of didn't want to do it because I was just lazy and I didn't want to go. She demanded it. She demanded it. She demanded it. I got boosted. Eddie F didn't get boosted. COVID protocols. I had to step up from the backup role. I was in the quarterback room just chilling. Suddenly, I'm th- I'm, I'm thwarted in you know thrusted into the starting role hey it happens we're, and we're about to get to that with the nfl week 18 by the way hotline 310-359-8365 if you'd have a call drop it joe we are here there was some discussion on reddit that we couldn't do the way we normally do with the picks in the last week you said look we've always done it this way i'm i'm actually for i'm for a revamping of it entirely but not not in like an approach to week 18 not in the run-up to week 18 i'm totally i am for let me just say this since i saw somebody throw it out there i am a hundred percent for uh you know us putting on a you know 
sending emails to each other right before the show starts next year. You'll have my picks. I'll have your picks. We get on in the pre-show and we just go one, two, three, send every week or something like that. Um, I'm totally fine with that. It takes away the strategy of, of like, oh, you pick this, I pick this, or you have to go first, or I have to go first. I'm totally fine with that, but we've never done that before. To do that in week 18, it's crazy to me to, in, in, the, in the past in doing this, it's like, we've always strategized and it's like, you're up, I think, what, four games? Four, yeah. So let's say we just had made our picks and then we just didn't have four different picks, like season's just over. Yeah. Not this year. I I'm totally down for doing that in the future though. I think that is actually a way more legitimate way to do it, but. Well, and I, and I understand the, the argument could be made that you would automatically pick every opposite pick of me. And then I would do this. I would automatically pick the same picks as you to just. Sure. I mean, okay. I'm not, I'm not going to do that for the sake of doing it. Cause it just might cost me more games. Yeah. And the same for me, I, I, I'm not going to do that the same. You know, we'll, we'll look at the games and I have, obviously th- this is a tough week to pick because we still don't know who is and who isn't going to play. And you have two games on Saturday, which then are going to have a domino effect on whether certain players participate on Sunday. But and I'm I, for sure going to pick games different from Andy where I'm on the fence about who to pick. And if he goes first, sure. but also I'll just be, I was like, I feel like always throughout the year, I'm honest. And, and when it comes to picking these games for the sake of making money and with the spread or whatever, I always tell you guys, I feel like the games I'm going to bet essentially too. Yeah. So I have the COVID list in front of me because obviously that's, that's filling up as we know too. So guys can't play, but we are here week 18. We do have two Saturday games. First one is Chiefs Broncos. Most of these games matter for seeding or just they're trying to rest guys. This spread continues to move in the Broncos favor. I'm sorry, in the Chiefs favor. The Chiefs are 11 and a half point favorites. Wow. It's a big spread. I'm going to look real quick. Denver. Now their kicker just went on. uh, To me, that is a big one. Their kicker just went on COVID. So. I don't know if we'll be ready. That was January 3rd. Actually, he could maybe be ready. Let me see what we're looking at with Kansas City. Seems like they're mostly pretty good to play. They have nobody on the COVID list. Okay, so it's 11 and a half, Joe. It's a big spread. It's in Denver. Since you're behind, I'll give you the option. Do you want me to go first or do you want me to go? I'll let you go first on this game, and then we'll go, and we'll, we'll start from there. Okay. So 11 and a half is big. I don't care because I think the chiefs are going to come out firing after a tough loss. I don't even know who's playing quarterback for Denver. I don't really care. I know it's a tough place to play Denver. I don't know what they have to play for with Fangio and he wants another shot and he's kind of a eh, coach. I'm going to ride the chiefs to bounce back and, and win. And win big. I, I think the line moving to 11 and a half. I mean, it was a pretty big line to start. I think uh, moving up to 11 and a half gives me an opportunity here to go to pick a team that I don't believe in. And I don't like, but 11 and a half. I mean, you would think in a week 18 game where the chiefs have something to play for and the Broncos have an opportunity spoiler. They're going to get up for it. I'll take the Broncos. 
All right. So my One. strategy so far is to let Andy go first, let him take the Chiefs, play the opposite. Okay. Well, Full you're, disclosure. you're going to have to go first now, the other Sunday or Saturday night game, Cowboys at Eagles. I think I don't know who Eagles are playing. They are locked into a six or seven seed. The Eagles are five point underdogs at home. Five points. They got a a lot of people on the COVID list. A lot of people. Wow. I thought this was higher. All right. I'm going to go with the Eagles. uh, The two super erratic teams. Um, I just think that. There's talk of uh, what's his name from the Cowboys not playing, correct? I don't Dak? know if it's COVID or injury. No, the fucking probably defensive player of the year who I'm totally. Yeah, Michael Parsons is on COVID list. To me, that's a out. huge. Okay, he went on yesterday, so he's not playing. He's I'm gonna doing... go with the I'm gonna go with the Eagles at home. I don't love the Eagles at home. I don't love. I think the Eagles are trash, but I also think the Cowboys. Like, I just these two teams so inconsistent. I just don't see. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna p- play play it as a close game. Yeah, this is a tough one. I, I you know in my head I was like, what? This is too big of a spread. It's in division. I actually think it's not big enough. It started it started higher. I can't believe it's come down to five. I w- I was kind of loving it at seven. So you're gonna take the Eagles. I don't like Micah Parsons not playing. He's so good. He is a wrecker. Like he is that good of a defensive player. Um. It's funny you said defensive player of the year. You didn't say rookie defensive player of the year. No, I think he's the defensive player of the year. Over TJ Watt. Yeah, I think so. Over Aaron Donald. Yeah, I think so. Interesting. And rookie and defensive rookie of the year. I cannot take the Cowboys in this. I just can't. Sorry. Like that's just one of those. It's in Philly. I just can't. I'm not gonna be shocked if they kill him. Mania. It is. I, it's Gardner Minshew, by the way. I do like Minshew Mania, but I still I'm sticking with the Eagles. All right, Packers at the Lions. Oh, we're starting to get into some fun games where they are sitting the starters. The Packers are sitting Aaron Rodgers. The Packers are still three and a half point favorites with Jordan Love. Joe, Ooh. I'm up first. That half point is killing me. That half point is a tough one. Let me just pop over to the COVID list real quick as we do this. All right. Looks like most guys are pretty good to go on the Packers. Detroit doesn't really matter. It's Detroit. All right. Penny Sewell is on the COVID list. That's my major name. Okay. I'm going to go with the Packers to win and cover. I hate doing this. But I'm going to do it. I actually think this is, to be totally honest with everybody out there, I think this is like a bettable game. I'd like the Packers to win and cover. I think this is your Matt Flynn, Jordan Love game. I think this is where he shows out. I think the Packers and their backups are better than the Lions. All right. There you have it. Next up, we have, we're on a Sunday. Another meaningless game. Bears at Vikings. Vikings are five and a half point favorites. Jesus, why are these lines moving so much in the last couple of days? They're probably going to move more. 
I like uh, I like the Vikings with absolutely nothing to play for. That's where they thrive. Spread's gone up to a point where I don't really love it, but I'm going to ride a Kirk Cousins. You like that? And everybody going, we actually don't care at all about that because you're, both your seasons are over. He's like, but you like that? You like that? I, I, I predict a huge Kirk Cousins game. This is Kirk Cousins' yeah. 300 yard game. I don't know if this matters to you. Justin Fields was just placed on the COVID list. Well, I'm taking the Vikings either way. So, okay. Although I don't think that hurts them. Chicago's two and eight in games. Justin Fields has started. I think you're right. I I, I like what you're saying. I I, I just, I, I was thinking that this is a meaningless game. The bears are coming off two wins in a row. I just three in a row. No, I don't see it. I'm going to go with the Vikings as well. Okay. Next up, Indy at Jacks. 15 and a half. That, as I look, I got, I'm going to check the COVID list real quick. That's a huge spread. Now, the Jags have a ton of COVID guys. A ton. The Indy has none. I don't care. I'm taking the Jags to cover that. Because they can lose by two touchdowns and still cover the spread. Yeah, I... uh I think a backdoor cover is very much in play here. I think that the Colts win this game and I think they win it big. I fear the backdoor cover, but at this point I just have to go against my fears. I got to take the Colts. If you're going to go in ball control mode, I got to, I got to go. I'm not going in ball control mode. I got to, I got to take the Colts. I'm not going in ball control mode. I got to take the Colts to win and cover. I have to. We got another big one. Titans, they can secure the number one seed, get that week off, give Derrick Henry more time to get healthy. Titans are 10-point favorites at the Texans. I'm going with the Titans to win this game and to cover. Uh, A lot of people, if you dive into this game, fear the way that the Titans have played against the Texans. Um, Just historically, like the Titans tend to play their closer games in division. I think that the Titans need this for the one seed. I think that the Titans need to show that even in the pre Derrick Henry return, that they're, you know, that they're legit. I like the Titans to in a two touchdown victory over the Texans who play them awfully tough regularly. Oh, I see what you're doing there. I'm just, don't worry. I'm already leaning. I'm leaning towards Houston right here. I don't know if I'm going to do it. I'm leaning towards Houston. Tennessee is bad to watch. They've been in so many games, which makes me think, oh, they're going to just finally. Although they killed they killed Miami last week. I, I, I stand corrected. Fuck it. Fuck it. It's the last week. Let's go with Houston Texans. Let's get a different pick in again. All right. The Washington football team. The Washington Emails, as I like to call them, are at home and they're seven-point favorites against your Giants. Who's quarterback for the Giants this week? Jake Fromm, I assume. Mike Glennon's out for the year. They have a backup in somebody, but Jake Fromm will be quarterbacking. It's in Washington? Yeah. Washington's seven-point favorites. I'm up first. It's a big spread. It's a real big spread. You guys have looked absolutely 
terrible. But final week, I feel like anything is possible. Do you guys just lay a complete egg again? Or do you give them a game? My heart is telling me the Giants give them a game. I don't have anything to back it up or any reasons, but I'm going to say Giants cover. Thank God. I'll take the Washington football team to beat the shit out of the offensively disgusting New York football Giants. I mean, Jake Fromm, I got to say, you know, they're the, this Giants team. I know everybody fucking wants to hate on this Giants team and how Joe Judge handled it. And honestly, it's it's almost proof to goes back to like how important a quarterback is in this league. I mean, not that they were this explosive offensive team with Daniel Jones, but they beat they beat multiple playoff teams. I think they beat I think they beat three already locked in playoff teams of their four wins with Daniel Jones. And uh, just just the recklessness of the New York Giants to have Mike Glennon as a backup is disgusting. But with Glennon and from you, they, they essentially have no offense. I just think I, I think that they could lose this game and not cover if they lose 13 to three. Yeah, I'll probably regret this game. I forget, It's like I almost forgot how awful, but I'll stick with it. OK, how awful you guys looked last week. Um, Steelers at Ravens. This this is a confusing spread. The Ravens are six point favorites. Yeah, it is a confusing spread. I didn't understand it when I saw it originally. What am I missing? I just looked at the COVID list. It's no major. Joe Hayden well, is the only it, one of the it, Steelers. It sounds like we're both going with the Steelers. Yeah, I, I just yeah. come. I mean, what are we doing here? Like, I didn't understand it when I saw it. I mean, the Ravens haven't looked that good. No, the Steelers haven't looked that good, but also like six? And the Steelers have a crazy outside shot of a lot of things happening and making the playoffs. If they yeah. win and they finish nine, seven, and one, they have an outside shot. All right, we're both going Steelers. The Bengals who are sitting Burrow because his knee has been shredded again. It's amazing. You know, like we wait until it happens. Burrow's knee is shredded. He's not playing again the rest of the year. Isn't that what I heard? Did I hear that correctly? I mean, honestly, that's just wrong. No, it's not. He's he's got a sore knee, which you claim is nothing. I disagree. I think he is taking a beating this year. So he's sitting, which is fine. No Joe Mixon. No Joe Burrow. Um, so we got the backup. We got Brandon Allen starting for the Bengals against the backup for the Browns, which I think helps them. Case uh, Keenum. And what's the spread on this game? Six points. The Bengals are missing. Wait, the Bengals, the, the Browns are giving six? Yeah, at home. Browns are six points favorites. Wow. Okay. So I'm up. Yeah. That's too big for me, dude. I easy, like I know it's the Bengals backups and they're missing a lot of guys. You just, it's a division game, man. It's a rivalry game. Six is a lot. So you have backups on a lot of teams. Both teams are hurt. Both teams, six is too much. I'm taking the Bengals. I really would have liked to play this strategy with a, a smaller spread. Um, is Case Keenum starting for the Browns? Yes. All right. Then I'm going to go with the Browns. I don't love it at six. I would really prefer it a little bit smaller. Um, but honestly, I think Case Keenum makes them better than Baker Mayfield does. 
And, and honestly, the idea of Baker Mayfield going to get surgery this week, I understand him not playing this week, but this whole thing, like talk about a whole, like why, then why do we even bother? Why'd you even do it? You need, you need surgery immediately. Why did you play last week? I know. I agree. Case Keenum better than Baker Mayfield case Keenum better than Kirk cousins. I'm riding the Keenum train, dude. I'm going to lose a point. I'm betting on the Bengals backups. It's just going to be just my car. You love the Bengals. I do not love you. The love Bengals. this Bengals team. I do You've not been riding this Bengals team the last like four weeks. And I've been right. No, yeah, but that's yeah. not true. I bet I, I, I went against again. I went against them against the Chargers and the Niners. That's back to back December games. I went for them. I'm actually four for four this month. I went uh, Ravens. I was for them. Chiefs. I was for them. So I, so I'm four in a row. My picks against the Bengals two, four, two against. We'll see this week. This is, this is kind of tough because again, it's backups. Okay. Another big spread, which uh, I'm confused on, but I guess I'm tipping my hand by saying that the Patriots are six and a half point favorites in Miami. So you're up first. Mm. Yeah, it seems big, especially with the historic struggles of New England in Miami. Right. That was the Tom Brady. Oh, Patriots here we go now. I don't I, I, the, I'm sort of on the fence on this game. I'm going to go with the Pats. I, right. I I mean, yeah, you tip your hand too much. It's fine. I'm going with the Dolphins. I I, I like that pick. I, wow. I actually I like it too. That'll be that that'll be the undoing for me. I'll lose by one point because I I went Patriots in Miami. Historic, they're going out and partying. For some reason Bill Belichick ultimate coach can't stop his guys from partying in Miami. That'll be it. That's the one. I'm just gonna have to hope for a, a Tua to play like Tua. Dude, you Tua can pick. Like... You can pick the Dolphins if you want. No, I can't. I need to strategize. And honestly, I'm 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 on the fence. I'm not picking any game where I'm like I think I'm fucking wrong. I'm not picking any game where I think I'm wrong. I'm a little bit on the fence on that. Well, that's our sixth different pick, I think already. Yeah, good. So I so I have the Dolphins. You have the Patriots. I'm up first next. The Jets. The Bills. Sixteen and a half. Bills did not cover last week with a big spread. The question is, do they cover this week with the big spread? I'm going to say no again. It's just such a big spread. I, yeah, I like the Jets in this game. I think I might stick with it. There is a strategy that I've been playing gambling-wise um, that has been working out to like the tune of like 78%, but picking teams that didn't cover last week against teams that did cover last week is a strategy. It's just so big. I mean, it's so big. That's why I'm going jets. It's in Buffalo. It's in New York. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm no, I'm sorry. I stand corrected. It is in Buffalo. It is in New York. No, it's in Buffalo. It's in Buffalo, New York. It's not New Jersey. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll go with the Jets as well. All right. Finally, we have another pick together. All right. Carolina at Tampa Bay. The Antonio Brown less bucks 
You're up first. Our eight point favorites. I mean, this is stupid to me. I'm taking the Bucks. I, 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 yeah. this, I'm, I'm putting money on this game. Yeah, I, I agree. Why are the Panthers an eight? Why are the Panthers? How are the Jets a 17 point dog and the Panthers are eight to the Bucks? Well, one was at home, but yeah. I, okay. Actually, that makes it worse. Yeah. I agree. I think the Bucks win in cover. All right. I'm up first now. Saints at Falcons. Saints are four-point favorites. God, here we are. These teams. Jameis one-of-one versus... Jameis isn't playing. I know. Dude. I hate this game. It's a tough one. With that being said, I'm going to go Falcons. Woo! I mean, this was going to be a tough one for me because if you go Saints, then I just in the ultimate fuck, fuck myself, like get undone by the Falcons who've been undoing me for five years on this show. But this way, with you going with the Falcons, I can go with the Saints. I think the Saints defense is going to, you know, play well against a shitty Falcons offense, but I do not love this pick. This, this couldn't be more of a stay away game for me gambling wise, because these teams hate each other. They always play each other tough. It's an opportunity for Atlanta to spoil, uh, you know, this for new Orleans. I like the pick on your side, but I also love that you gave me an opportunity not to have to pick the Falcons. So I'll take the Saints. All right. Seahawks at Cardinals. Cards are six and a half point favorites. This yep. is a this is a tough game because I feel like this is the same thing. Like Seahawks looking good, opportunity to play spoiler a little bit, ruin the chances of an NFC West. Still, um, Cardinals but, have struggled at home too. Yeah, but I also like how. Um, Arizona looked last week. Where is this game? It's in Arizona. Yeah, I'll take Arizona to win and cover. All right, I'm going to take Seattle. I told you, I'm picking who I want to pick. I'm not like... Yeah, I am for the most part. I think, you know, like probably would have been on that maybe... The Jags, is a, the Jags-Colts game is a coin toss for me, so I go opposite, and then you just saved me from having to pick the Falcons, which is I really appreciate Eight different picks, I believe. Wow. All right. Niners at Rams. This should be a good game. Rams are four-point favorites. You know the Niners have to win. Yeah. So this is a big game. With that being said, man, I just... uh, Am I up first? Yes. Okay. So my thoughts. My thoughts about this game. Stafford has struggled. You also got a young who's playing Trey Lance. Yeah, probably Garoppolo's cleared, I think, but against this Rams D that's pretty legit. Ah, fuck it. God damn it. I'm going to ride, dude. I can't believe I'm, I do not. Why is part of me saying to ride with San Francisco? The other part of me is saying, do not do that, Andy. That would be reckless.
Okay. Final decision. And I am going to go with the Rams. I'm going to go with the Rams as well. I would have loved for you to go to San Francisco and just to be undone by a Odell Beckham touchdown. I know you fear him and that's why you want the Rams. There's no I going not back fear now. There's no going back now. So I know we're, we both, we both just fear slash love Odell Beckham. I think it's the entire reason for both of our Rams. Back. Yes. Fear, fear, fear him. God, could you just, I, I need to get those 42 yards a game. He I gets. need to, I need to reach out to, um, my, my Odell connection and just let him, I might have to let him know if, if you had done it for this game, maybe I'll have to save it for a playoff game. I might have to tell through my Odell connection that I'm just stockpiling Jersey Mike's gift cards on his behalf. Maybe he could get like a Jersey Mike's gift card swiping as his next celebration. Hey, they, they do they Mike's do. way. Maybe he, we get a swipe. Ooh, Mike's, Mike's way. way. I like it. Maybe he's putting a little of that salt, pepper, oregano mix on swiping his gift card. I'm actually not a big Mike's. I'm not a Mike's way guy. Not a Mike's way. It's too much stuff going on there. All right. The final pick. The Los Angeles Chargers. My season ticket holding team. Our three-point favorites at the Raiders. You're up first. I'll be real curious what you have to say about this one. This is a really, really tough game for me. The Raiders have looked really good. And you know I'm a Raiders fan. And that makes me want to bet the Chargers. Sure. Which is what, what are getting, giving three? Yeah. I think it's going to be right in there. I agree. The thing that makes me want to bet the Raiders is the Raider. The Chargers already beat them once this year. It's tough between these two teams fighting for it. Playoffs on the line. Playoffs essentially on the line, unless Jacksonville can beat Indianapolis, in which case we have a two-team 60-minute kneel down. Um, I'm going with your Los Angeles Chargers. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm also go, going with. There was no doubt in my mind all week. That Justin Herbert is going to show up. Tons of doubt in my mind. Tons of doubt in my mind. I do not love this pick. Specifically the beating them twice. Well, the first also, game. The Chargers just look so erratic. Some games they score so many fucking points. Some games they can't score at all. I know. I know. Well, look at it this way. The first game was basically a road game for the Chargers anyway. I don't know if that matters, but it's also, it's like the 40-minute flight. Can you imagine if it, if I actually pick up points on the week and then get undone by the Raiders? Well, we're both going to go with the Chargers, and that, and that would create a possibility of a Sandy, San Diego. God, I'm doing it. The Los Angeles Chargers coming maybe back to Cincinnati? Oh, that'd be great, huh? You def would you go to that game in Chargers gear? Probably. Uh, I don't know. Randy Ruther's already looking at airfare to come back to Cincinnati for the playoff game. I don't know if you know. I don't know if you saw this, but Randy Ruther right now, Randy Ruther is like, do I fly back for the game or do I save my money and go to the Bengals at 
SoFi Super Bowl game. That's Interesting. You want to hear a fun fact? I think I looked it up. Season ticket holders of the home team get in that. Wow. So like how they do it, each team playing is allotted a percentage. And I think season ticket holders, so I guess it would be Rams and obviously there's not enough, but 5% goes to like when they divvy up the the 100%, how they initially do it and then or, or whatever in the open market. So yeah, I, I would have access. Because I, I have I have early access to any events at SoFi as long as Just, I'm a I mean, obviously, and if you have an opportunity to buy tickets, you should buy them. For the Super Bowl? Yeah. We'll see. Just I would just like to say on the show right now that I will I can shoulder some of the financial responsibility of that because I think the the idea of turning around and selling it is a no-brainer. Yeah, I'll look into it. Those are the picks. How many different picks do we have? Nine or ten? I don't know putting out the Mata bat signal. We need this and we need to figure it out immediately. Just game Saturday. A lot on the line here. I like most of my picks to be totally honest with you. I don't love the saints. I don't love the Colts. I don't love the Patriots and I don't love the chargers, but I picked the chargers first and I, you know, I picked the Patriots first. Uh, so we'll see. This, you know, you can't blow a huge lead. Unless you have a huge lead to blow. It's just really about you. More, I mean, if you pick 10 games this week, you win. You know what I mean? My only opportunity to win this week is for you to pick five games or less, essentially. If I blew a 12-point lead, I mean, epic. Epic. But the final week with them benching starters and COVID and everything else, Anything is possible. All right. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the dirty sports. Drop a podcast review on Apple. If you leave your Twitter and Instagram handle, I'll send you koozies. If you send a screenshot via Spotify, I will also send you koozies. Went to the post office. I picked up a bunch of postage and I will be sending all the people I contacted in the last few months. My apologies on that. uh, Out tomorrow. Love it. Uh, at Fix Your Life on Twitter, at Joe Prano on all other social media. Um, got shows coming up. I will uh, not be up in the Bay, like I said, but go to JoePrano.com forward slash shows. Constantly updating some things. Might be coming to the Midwest in February. I'll let you know when those are official. And uh, might be coming north of the border sometime soon. I'll let you know when that's official. But just follow me on all social media and you won't miss these things. All right. That is our show today. As always, thanks for the support. You guys have a great final NFL weekend. And as always, stay dirty.